0: Hey guys, in this episode of Black and Behind the Scenes, we discuss Brock and Michelle Obama's new Netflix deal, as well as Russell Wilson and Sierra's new um, joint
1: production company. Right, our spotlight for this week is Millicent Shelton, writer and director of TV series. And in our spoiler alert, we are going to be talking about The Intruder, starring Megan Good, Michael E. Lee, and Dennis Quaid. Yeah, so guys, get ready for Black and Behind the Scenes.
0: And we're back with another episode of Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm Antoinette.
1: And I'm Brittany.
0: What's going on, Brittany? How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, just
0: getting ready for the summer. I'm looking for a bathing suit. And hmm. I'm having a hard time because the traditional places that used to sell bathing suits are no longer selling them. Like like
1: like who? Like, like Macy's?
0: Um Have you I tried checked, Macy's? I haven't checked Macy's. See, I normally do Victoria's Secret.
1: Oh and yes.
0: They stopped selling them, now they're selling them again, and now they suck.
1: Oh, I didn't know they had stopped selling them. Yeah, they did for
0: a period of time, they stopped selling them. And then, um, now they're back selling them again, and it's just, they're bad. And then, like, I tried online, um, about, you know, the Instagram-looking ones, and they're all thongs, and it's ridiculous, and I'm like...
1: They're all these like cheeky ones, yeah. like not full coverage.
0: Not full coverage. And not you know what else I hate friendly. about it?
1: <laughs> is that they're all these like high waisted briefs. That too. And it's like, come on, y'all. Yeah. Mhm. Like, yeah.
0: yeah, I even tried Target and I just, no, it just either high waist or just the cuts were weird and yeah. I was just like, I can't.
1: Everybody's just more interested in showing more boot tie. Yeah,
0: clearly. And I'm not. So I just don't know what I'm going to do. I think I found something on Express, though. I might try to order something off of there and see yeah. what
1: try, um, try Macy's. I know that they have swimsuits. Mm-hmm. Um Definitely, I would say... Cause I even tried to order some swimsuits from these Instagram boutiques and every time it failed, um, Mm. yeah, the cuts are all wrong, girl, them high waisted briefs and Mm. that just doesn't work if you have like a certain body type. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Really?
1: Not, yeah. I just, I don't know. Yeah, and not everybody wants to be showing all their ass.
0: No, I mean, I can see if you're on vacation or something like that with, you know, your boo or something, but I like going to the pool on a regular basis, like the
1: regular community. Right, pool. and you don't want to be out no. there with, with, <laughs> with your cheeks out no. in front of the kids. No,
0: it's not appropriate. You I, know, I don't think so. I got you. <laughs> I feel you.
1: Okay. Well, good luck on your um, search. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know how that goes. Okay. <laughs> Um, so what's going on in the industry? It's time for
0: the industry
1: right
0: All right, guys so bear with me a little bit because I have a few stories to talk about um, and the first one up is from the Hollywood Reporter and the Hollywood Reporter launches youth executive fellowship initiative to promote inclusivity in entertainment so this kind of has been the theme of this season that we've seen all these programs coming up to um, get the youth and more minority people within executive and higher up positions and or trying to groom them to one day become to Get into those positions in Hollywood because we're not there,
1: right? Different from being a content creator, being an executive, yeah, two different roles. Yes, yep. two different mm-hmm. roles.
0: So, the Hollywood Reporter um, revealed the launch of their first ever inclusive first. You hear that? The first ever,
1: <laughs> first ever
0: <laughs> inclusive initiative, the Youth Executive Fellowship, on April Tuesday, well, Tuesday, April thirtieth, at the publication's inaugural empowerment and entertainment event held at the Milk Studios in Los Angeles. Attended um, by launch supporters WME and Amazon Studios, the the fellowship aims to create a pipeline for future leaders in film and television in conjunction with the Big Brother Big Sister program of the greater Los Angeles area. Each year, 20 high school juniors will be chosen on a highly competitive basis for a two-year program that will include curriculum and mentoring, all will be selected from undeserved underserved schools in Los Angeles Compton and Inglewood while they are in school each of the young execs will receive a paid internship at the hollywood reporter partners companies such as WME Amazon IMAX E1 own stars and the hollywood reporter itself hmm. and the view is to launch their Well, the point is to launch their careers, basically. Um, At the Tuesday event, Selena Gomez introduced the inaugural class and announced the two full-ride scholarships will be available thanks to the new partnership with Emerson College and Howard University. In addition, the Hollywood Reporter Editorial Director, Matthew Boley, announced the Sky Dance Media has committed $100,000 while WME and Emmanuel have committed $250,000. Each of the participants also was presented with their own MacBook Air computer, courtesy of Twitter. Hmm. Bali goes on to state, state, I believe a major change is attempting to diversify an industry that for decades has been unwilling to do so, is that there is no clear pipeline for their future leaders ambitious young men and women of color from disadvantaged backgrounds and the LGBT community need a better path to enter the industry and to start their journeys with their corner offices, where they can stamp their viewpoints and experience on the highly influential product Hollywood creates. So there's that.
1: That's cool. I mean, you see a lot of um, initiatives and programs geared toward people as far as creating content, so Mm -hmm. teaching them how to do scripting, um, directing, producing, you know, Mm -hmm. all of those um, production-based industry jobs. Rarely do you see um, any initiatives or a pipeline that will allow you to become an executive because that's a totally different, um, you know, just another arm to deal with. Most executives do not have any type of production college degree is probably more likely their business mm-hmm. degree right exactly um, and so it's good to see that this type of um this type of program is available the only thing that I, I i kind of don't like and i'm just thinking about me because when i was in college i thought i wanted to go the executive route and mm-hmm. then things just changed but I. I I admire that this is a two-year program, mm-hmm. um, so you really get really good um, mentoring and um, exclusive knowledge that you wouldn't be able to get anywhere. I just wish it was just opened up to more than students in California because mm-hmm. I could see other kids other in other cities benefiting from this type of program. Now, maybe they in their summer internship program, they open it up to... You know other areas, but mm-hmm. I think this is a pretty dope idea. So yeah. that's that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, when I saw this article, I was like, "Oh, this what is this? You know, what is this new initiative that they're trying to do?" And mm-hmm. so the fact that they're they're willing to finally put into action something that needed to be done years ago, mm-hmm. and the fact that we keep screaming that change needs to happen within the infrastructure of Hollywood, um, to provide more opportunities for minorities and or to have those stories being told by minorities and minorities to oversee those projects um, to be completed in its full entirety because there may be opportunities for you know a project to get started but it may not see fruition for whatever reason um, somebody doesn't understand the vision someone right. wants to change something that's happened tons of times right. in the industry so hopefully this is like a push towards you know a better future for Hollywood itself 10-20 years from now so we'll see most definitely Okay. Alright guys, so now the next story up is about the Barack and Michelle Obama um, uh, update with their Netflix deal. No, so we were just
1: talking about them last week with the Beyoncé. Yeah. You were wondering what was going on with mm-hmm. them. Okay. Yeah, so they
0: finally announced what was going on. So it says in the article, well the headline, Barack and Michelle Obama set expansive film and TV slate at Netflix. Of course this report also comes from The Hollywood Reporter and it states that Barack and Michelle Obama's Netflix-based company, Higher Ground, has set an expansive first slate of their projects included in the initial slate of seven projects that three features and four tv series including one for preschoolers interesting Mm -hmm. we created higher ground to harness the power of storytelling that's why we couldn't be more excited about these projects former president barack obama said tuesday in a statement touching on these issues of race class democracy and civil rights and much more we believe each of these productions won't just entertain, but will educate, connect, and inspire us all. The seven projects currently on un- are under varying slates of development. Are American Factory, Bloom, Frederick Douglass, Prophet of Freedom, Overlooked, Listen to <laughs> listen to your vegetables. I- I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, listen to your listen to your vegetables and eat your. No, there's no way.
1: Yeah, I think that's cute though. Listen to your listen vegetables. to your vegetables and eat your parents. Who knows what that's about? <laughs> I mean. I'm pretty sure that's the the children.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. I did write that, but I did. I don't. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, fifth risk and Crip camp. So
1: crib camp.
0: Yeah. So um. There are a variety of different kind of backgrounds and diversity and a lot of stuff happening with these projects, so I'm excited um, about what's to come. Um, Some of them are documentaries, some of them are feature films, some of them are animations. So it's going to be, you know, what are your thoughts on this, Brittany?
1: I'm excited just based on the names I'm interested. I wish there was a description that they've given about each project, but hey, you know, Actually, there is. I just oh, didn't okay. want
0: to go into, because I have so much to report about. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. I can go into those details, but guys, if you go on the HollywoodReporter.com, you will definitely see the descriptions of what each and every okay. single scripted show is going to be about. Got it. So you'll get more information and background on that.
1: Okay. Right. Sorry, I
0: couldn't bring you that tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no problem.
0: <laughs> All right, so the next story up is Russell Wilson and Sierra launched joint production company for film and television digital content. This report also comes from the Hollywood Reporter, and it states that the Seattle Seahawks quarterback and his Grammy nominated um, or Grammy winning wife will focus on inspirational and aspirational stories across varying generation genres through Why Not You Productions. Mr. Wilson goes on to state when people look at me, I hope they don't just see a football player. I hope they see a person who is innovative and creative, someone who builds something from nothing, he told The Hollywood Reporter on a break from making the rounds inside of the Will up tailgate February 2nd. We want to be able to impact lives. That's what we want to do at the end of the day, even from the kids space. We just want to tell stories and connect the world and the emotion. Mr. Wilson and Sierra had taken big steps toward this goal. The couple has announced their former the formation of Why Not Production, a company that will focus on creating film, television and digital content projects, both scripted and unscripted, and will include but not be limited to inspiring inspiration narratives and human interest stories per this announcement. So what do you think about that, Brittany?
1: Um uh, yeah, I mean sure i mean and and i'm not saying that to be like shady or not you know what i'm saying yeah i'm interested to see what they're talking about um i think this is something that we're seeing a lot of of people creating their own production companies mm-hmm. and just like the name of their company suggests why not you know what i'm saying like why not you you can you can create one too yeah um so uh i mean that's one of the reasons why lebron went to la right Mm -hmm. so he can to work on his production right so yeah um i ain't mad at it yeah well we'll see what they'll um bring to the table
0: I see some hesitation
1: there. What's going on in your
0: mind? I don't know. What is going on? (laughs) I don't know because I was going to say. Spill it. What is it? I mean, because to me, they seem like the football version of Aisha and Steph Curry. Like they seem very, um, you know.
1: Yes, but to me, like an Aisha and Steph Curry would be. I guess a more easier transition into this, um, industry than them. Because at least with Aisha, you know, she has a cooking channel. She's been on different things on TV. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas to my knowledge, I don't know anything that Sierra or Russell has done in the space of TV or film. So it just seems kind of out of the blue. Again, that's not me trying to be shady. I'm just really intrigued on what they feel like their narrative or their um, perspective or what they're going to bring that's different to the industry that is not already out there, Mm -hmm. especially since we haven't seen any content from them before. It's not like they had like posts great instagram stories that are really you know what i'm saying like it's nothing for us to go off of very
0: true 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 that I yeah i totally get it i saw this being left field that's why i wanted to report on it because mm-hmm. i didn't know this is really unexpected yeah. but hey he just found that multi you know million dollar deal you know and i guess he's just trying to you know I make the them. most of that money they you know? are
1: one of my favorite black couples so mm-hmm. i mean like i said i'll I'm definitely going to give them a shot, and I will Mm -hmm. be tuning in to see. I think they're just the cutest little family. Yeah, adorable. Um, so yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, so that's um Russell and Sierra Wilson. Um, okay, guys, the last story that I have. Not trying to wrap you guys up all night. Um, so this one was near and dear to my heart when I found <laughs> about this, okay? Like, I just was like, oh my God, I had no idea this was coming. <laughs> but guys, and probably a lot of people don't know this is happening. I don't think, because when I mentioned this to my sister, she was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, it's coming. So there is an upcoming D'Angelo documentary called Devil's Pie. And, and so why... And- why my is it
1: interesting to you? Because you're a D'Angelo fan?
0: Oh, I love D'Angelo. Yes. Okay. Like, I remember when I first got his um, album, the second album, um, uh, what was the name? God, the name is slipping my mind because Devil's Pie is like was ringing my mind, which was one of the tracks on the album. Yeah. But, um, damn. I can't is this the think one with another? Brown
1: Sugar is on that No, album? that was his first album. That was the first, album. Okay. The second
0: album, damn, I, it slips my mind right now. But anyway... So I just always been in love with D'Angelo. And then when he dropped off the scene, I was always worried and concerned. Um, so... <laughs> I was
1: worried and <laughs> concerned.
0: Cause he is, a true, he is the true definition of an artist. The man is just talent and his okay. music is just everything. So oh, I'm just in awe of this man. Um, so basically the documentary is a story of R&B icon D'Angelo um, has always been surrounded around mystery. However, the um, the talented singer pulls back the veil to give fans a peek into his life and trials in the upcoming documentary, Devil's Pie, D'Angelo. So basically, this film was recently shown at the Tribeca Film Festival, which just just wrapped
1: um, a few weeks
0: ago. Okay. Um, And so that's where it was announced. Mm -hmm. And this this actual announcement came from Complex. This is where I got the story from. Wow. Okay. And basically, if you guys know, The Black Messiah was the album that D'Angelo came out with um, a few years ago. And Mm -hmm. he did a tour during that album's release. And um, that's what was filmed during this um, documentary. Okay. So she filmed this particular um, director. She is from, I think, someone, She's definitely. Um, oh, she's a she's Dutch. Um, her name is Karen Bijima. Um, yeah, Bijima. Um, she she collects never be seen for never be seen before footage of D'Angelo prepping from his Untitled album, um, as well as his first album, as well as The Black Messiah up until now. Um, So it basically chronicles his life, what he's been through, the car accident that he went to, and Questlove is also a part of the film kind of talking about um his experience with D'Angelo and the mystery behind him because Questlove and D'Angelo are like super close oh really and yeah yeah they're really good friends um so and for those of you who don't know D'Angelo is actually from Richmond Virginia
1: I had no clue yeah yeah
0: I was wondering. I was like why am I just so connected to this man it's Richmond Virginia there you go Uh, (laughs) so there you have it guys so there will be a documentary of D'Angelo's um, Devil's Pie, which could be—I can't find a perfect title for this
1: documentary than that. I mean, um, yeah, because I mean, I'm not—I'm not as much of a D'Angelo fan as you are, but mm-hmm. I am interested to um, get the tea on that substance oh, abuses yeah. that he yeah. was heavily in, and mm-hmm. then also this story about him and Angie Stone. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they have a child together. They yeah. do. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I want to—I yeah. want to know more
1: about that. So I'll be a peek in my head. Do do we know who if anyone bought the film? Mm, that's the thing. I, I didn't see okay. where
0: it's gonna be released at or anything as of yet. Um and just to also add into here, there's also a Muhammad Ali film that was um yeah, uh, that. debuted at the Tribeca Film Festival that will also be released as well. Um we should do like a sure. whole
1: segment we on, do on film festivals yeah. and how they work and mm-hmm. Yeah how
0: people get, you know, buy the rights to those films, yep. they see and how they get released, et cetera. So we'll some put that some on cool our stuff. to-do list. Yeah, definitely to guys bring to so y'all. <laughs> let you guys know how these film festivals work and how these films get released. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Okay. That was right, oh my gosh. I was so like,. <laughs> and
1: that is it for the industry rundown. All right, cool. Thank you. Innovative, creative, overall, black excellent. It's time for The Spotlight. Today we are honoring Millicent Shelton, writer and director with nearly 30 years in the game. She's a graduate of Princeton And she began her career as a wardrobe PA on Do the Right Thing. Oh, cool. And from there, she went on to direct music videos for Mary J. Blige and Aaliyah and a whole slew of 90s um, artists. And she is a director currently. um, So she's worked on countless Series uh, and several episodes within a series. She is a guest director. Mm. So some of the shows that she's worked on is Blackish, Insecure, Luke Cage, Empire, Ballers, Star, The CW, Supergirl, Rosewood, um, Everybody Hates Chris, Bernie Mac. So you can see her um, career is across genres, across decades. Um, and different just types of, um, I guess series tone and, um, her work Mm. is extensive across genres and categories. And so, um, she is the first African-American woman to earn a primetime Emmy nomination for outstanding directing for an episode that she did on 30 Rock. Mm. Um, yep. So... She states that she loves being a guest director and having the opportunity to work on different sets with different styles. And I just thought that that was unique because I, I don't know like from most perspectives, I guess it would be easier to just have your own show and just stick with that and, right. um, you know, work on it from each episode. Mm-hmm. But for her, she likes working on different shows because she gets to learn something new. It's not monotonous for her. And she gets to keep on with the tone that's already been set, but also adding her own flair. And for her, that's exciting. Um, And as you guys may or may not know, um, most of your favorite series have a different director for each episode. Yeah. And if a really good series um, is done in a way that, Um, is consistent throughout each episode, but then you also get to see those subtle differences Mm -hmm. um, from each director. And um, Millicent has been one that's been in the game for, like I said, nearly 30 years. And I just wanted to give her a a shout out because she's working on some dope stuff and she's inspiring the next wave of female black women directors. Nice. Shout out to Millicent Shelton, writer, director, overall black girl, Patrick. Yes, (laughs) we have to try to get her on the show, man. Like
0: We highlight some very um, amazing women, and I just always want to know their backstory. Like, what did you, girl, what did you go through? Like, how did you get to where you're at now? Because Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. that they went through some things, Mm -hmm. and they had some great highlights and amazing things that have happened, but the industry can be tricky to navigate mm-hmm. and to, to hone those relationships and kind of build it and like move the way she's moved and being able to work on different projects like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That's not easy. And that's really commendable. So yeah, amazing hun. Like keep shining. I'm curious to see what she's going to do next.
1: Yeah. yeah. I hope that she continues to work on some of these great series and, mm-hmm. um, you know, keep, keep working.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. All right, you guys, it's time for the spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler! Spoiler! Yes! Spoiler! Spoiler! spoiler. spoiler. So um. Today, we only have one piece of gem for you, and Mm -hmm. that's, well, gem, I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And that's Intruder. Mm -hmm. So, Intruder. Right. It's called The Intruder, actually. So, The Intruder is about when a young married couple buys their dream house in the Napa Valley area. They think that they have found their perfect home to take their next step as a family. But when the strangely attached seller continues to... Infiltrate their lives, they both begin to suspect that he has hidden motivation behind a quick sale. Um, the director for The Intruder is Dion Taylor. Um, his work in the past has been, um, he was the director of Traffic mm-hmm. with Paula Patton and Omar Epps, um, yes. also Meet the Blacks. His production company, Hidden Empire Film Group, has or is slated to release four movies oh, this year. So okay. he's a black man working. This okay. This is one of the four. All right. <laughs> this is one of the four. Nice. All right. Dion has got some things in the works. Um so he is the director. He mostly focused on horrors and thrillers. Okay. Which, yeah,
0: I can see um, that. Um
1: The Intruder is a thriller. Yes, it is. Um so he's been venturing off into other projects, but fun fact about him, he used to be a professional um, basketball player.
0: Oh, wow. Cool. Mm-hmm. Good that he can make that transition. Yeah. Some guys get lost.
1: Yeah. So one of his things is that <laughs> he's um, self-taught, you know, because he didn't take that avenue of, you know, film doing, school yep. and everything. I mean, honestly, if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. So Dion Taylor, director the writer of this film, although not black, I thought it was interesting to note. His name is David Lowry. He is the writer of um, Obsessed, that's with Beyonce and Idris Elba, um, mm. Lakeview Terrace with Samuel L. Jackson and Carrie Washington. That is funny. And I okay. just wanted to make those notes because I feel like these films all have the same yeah, kind to of them, a theme, all yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, he also wrote passenger 57. So this man has been in the game for a long time cuz yeah. you know that movie is super old. Um let's see who else is in this movie. The actors Dennis Quaid, he plays yes. Charlie Peck, mm-hmm. Megan Good, yes. Annie Russell, uh-huh. her husband Michael Ealy, mm-hmm. Scott Russell, and um everyone else I just didn't add them, but I thought it was funny to know that Joseph Sikora who plays Tommy. Tommy, Tommy. Uh, is in this movie. Um, unfortunately though, you guys, (laughs) this movie has gotten a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. And Mm -hmm. if if you're not sure how Rotten Tomatoes works, um, the tomatoes, the Rotten Tomatoes score is based on industry critics response. So 27% Rotten Tomatoes score. Fifty six percent audience score. It did eleven point one million dollars at the box office, which is not bad considering this movie was shot in twenty four days. Um. Okay. And I don't. I have to double check. I couldn't find the number, but I just really don't because I saw an interview with Dion, and I don't think his budget was very high for this. I
0: want to know what the budget was. Yeah. I think see maybe if they made their money
1: back or not. Perhaps his highest points in his budget was of course having dennis quaid because that's no small actor right Right. um and then paying for michael and megan Mm -hmm. um so it did 11.1 which is not bad um it probably could have done more had there's not been a second weekend for avengers but we don't know i've been seeing a lot of um bad um let me see bad uh press well not press (sighs) <sighs> hmm, best reviews on the movie. Um, a lot of the critics say that this movie is formulaic, contrived, predictable. But some of the pros that I've been seeing is that it's a very interactive viewing experience. And Dion said that when he makes his films, he makes it from a fan's perspective, so he wants that. that interactive, um moments with the screen where you can be like, Oh girl, what are you doing? Or Oh girl, watch your back type of thing. He's like, What? Yeah, he likes that type of uh, movie experience. He wants you to just go in there and watch a film and just not be worried about other stuff. He wants you just to enjoy it. So I did not see the intruder but Mm -hmm. Antoinette did. What were your thoughts? Do you feel the same way as the critics?
0: Okay, so interesting thing that the, the, the guy who wrote the film actually was, did Lakeview Terrace because prior to going to this film, that is the first thing I said. I said, I did not want to go see this film mm. because it reminded me of Lakeview Terrace from the get-go. Okay. Um, I did not look at any of the interviews from Making Good, Michael Ealy. They've been doing a huge press run for this yes. because I didn't want to be distracted by their promotion of the film or their input and their, their, their take on it. So this is just my complete thoughts of the film. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't think it was that bad, honestly. I thought it was a cute date night movie. I think it's something that you can go see. It's very suspenseful. It's not scary, it's suspenseful. I'm thrilled, I totally get that. Um, First, let me say Megan Good, she looked gorgeous throughout this whole film.
1: You know what, for a long time now, I've been saying that I don't know what type of diet she has. But her skin always looks so dewy mm-hmm. and clear and just absolutely gorgeous. I think she's beautiful. Girlfriend looked amazing.
0: Her fashion um, in this film, like her outfits were just amazing. Like everything, okay. her whole, that whole character, I wanted to get all into, like she was just amazing. Like, I was like, I need to body. what she has going on. <laughs> what, what is this? But yeah, it was really cute. And she played like a very a mild-mannered, kind of relaxed um, wife. So let me get into the film itself. So the film starts out, of course they go, um, Megan and Michael Ely's character find their dream home, and it's like up in the the hills of Hollywood or like way back in you know, the country of Hollywood <laughs> in, in, that, in California. Um, and, um, and so they go find this house and, Dennis... What is his name? The Quaid... Uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid's character um, is just... He's obsessed with this house, basically, to the point of he can't let it go. And they he just doesn't want to turn over the property to these people, but he has to for tax reasons and the mm-hmm. government, etc., which is not revealed until later in the film. So, I mean, overall, I thought the film was really great. Um, I, I didn't like the fact that within the film... Michael Ely's character, it's kind of seeing that he um, was uh, uh, cheating on his you know, girlfriend at the time, Megan Good's character, um, at one point in their relationship, but they decided to get married anyway, and they went to counseling, and it's like, oh, we're going to get married anyway, and then he moved her to this house
1: and secluded a little bit. It's just. So, how how is that relevant to the story? Is it that, don't, you know, he messed up, so he's gonna buy her this house be, kinda, to make up for? Pretty much, it was okay. like, okay,
0: now we're gonna have the perfect life because you know I messed up, let me redeem by giving you this house. And it also comes up when he texts her, oh honey, I'm gonna be late for work. And it just triggers her and we don't know why. And then it comes out later that he cheated on her And was because of these text messages that he would send her and things Mm. like that. And that kind of pushes her into the arms of the Dennis Quaid character. And she's looked, yeah. yeah. Like the
1: romantic arms?
0: It's not really seen. It's not like as if she's... But there is a conversation that she has with her friend um, at dinner that he is attractive for an old man. You know, it's kind of like that...
1: Oh, like a father figure. He's very manly. He shoots guns. He but you know, does Dennis Quay's character? I mean, his interest is in the house. Is it also in yes, making good? Yes, it's definitely in
0: making good for sure. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So it,
1: it gets intense, guys. It's it's pretty. I thought it was. I was. I didn't think it was that bad. So you would recommend that people actually go to the movie? Yeah, see
0: it. go see the movie. I mean, I don't think you'll be. I've seen a, another horrible movie um, recently on Netflix that was just the worst. Um, when I was getting my hair done, and I was like comparing. Compared to that movie, this is not that bad.
1: What movie? Maybe is that? that
0: something you with don't... Marcus Houston that um and um oh, this guy that directed it. Let me see if I can pull it up in my thing. And I think I know what you're talking about.
1: Um, Till death do us part. Oh no, I didn't see that. Okay, never mind. My God. So okay, um, unfortunately, because you know, traffic didn't get. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Traffic didn't get a huge. Uh, boost from the critics either they thought it was bad and in my opinion i thought traffic was kind of some trash too i mean really? not, okay let me say trash is a harsh word i just didn't think it was good any, good um one of the things that the critics that i wrote one of the things that i saw was that um he felt like in traffic and in this movie it took too long to get to the good parts is that true? Like, is it suspensive all the way out, throughout the film? Um, yeah,
0: it, it took a while for it to pick
1: up. Okay. I would say that, yeah, it definitely
0: took a while. It okay. took a few times The Dennis Quaid's character coming up to the house, I mean, a good five, six times, seven times before something actually went down. Okay. Yeah, so I would say that, yeah, it did take a while for it to lead. But I think that also helped with the suspense because the audience is automatically thinking when he shows up, some shit is gonna go down, right. but he pushes it out. Even further, even when some of the characters have some interactions with the Dennis Quaid character, it, you think it's getting ready to happen, but it doesn't happen at that moment. It, it, it's, 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 you know, delayed a little bit and then you're hit with
1: it. So I can see, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. All right, you guys. So let us know if you saw The Intruder, what your thoughts were. You can hit us up on all of our social media platforms. That's Facebook and Instagram. We are at Black and Behind the Scenes. Shoot us an email with your thoughts at, black and behind the at gmail.com.
0: Yes, and, um, yeah, you can follow us on our personal Instagrams. I'm at Antoinette Tope, like the color.
1: And I'm at Brittany And until next time, guys, have a good evening. Bye, y'all. Bye.